welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Caleb. I'm Riley. And I'm Hannah. Today we will be talking about the new live-action Pinocchio, so let's dive right in. So this is our review episode for the new live-action Pinocchio, as we said before. There are spoilers included, so if you haven't seen the movie, I suggest you go watch the movie now. Um, we're going to be discussing some of our thoughts and reviews on the new live-action Pinocchio and comparing it to the original one. Um, one thing that I noticed in the new live-action Pinocchio was all the Disney references on the cuckoo clocks. And, like, one of them was Toy Story and Woody was there. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Uh, there was quite a few references, actually. And I thought that was pretty cool. They included new movies that weren't in the original weren't even made back then that was cool yeah i also like at the beginning i like that they had the cricket as the narrator and i like that the first scene was just the cricket coming into town i thought that too and some of the 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 comedy that the cricket had was so funny like he was like boy is it gonna get any warmer (laughs) yeah jiminy does narrate in the original too and i think that's a good uh, opener and kind of lighthearted way to start. But I do think that Tom Hanks and Jiminy Cricket were good comedic break in that scene. To the um, cuckoo clocks, though, I just wanted to list some of the ones that I saw. I saw um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in their little cottage. There was also the Lion King with Simba being held up. Uh, there was Toy Story, like you said, with Woody Sleeping Beauty, she was up in the tower, and Maleficent was down below. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yeah, I think yeah. I did see the Maleficent one. I think I might have, maybe. Um, there was also Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo was flying, and I think... What else was in... I think the uh, monkey from Dumbo was also in that. I missed the Dumbo one, actually. Oh, really? I will have to go watch that again. Yeah, I, I think I might have saw it. Uh, there's also Roger Rabbit. That one was a little bit harder to see if you didn't know the old Disney. But there was Roger Rabbit and his girlfriend on a cuckoo clock, which is also a reference to the original movie. There was a Roger Rabbit cuckoo clock in that one as well. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that was harder to see, but I had to do a little digging to find it. There was also Aladdin with the magic carpet. I really enjoyed that <gasps> I saw reference. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And Donald Dunk. Donald Duck as well. That was good. Yeah, I also enjoyed Donald Duck there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't usually see references to Mickey and Friends in Disney movies, and I really like that reference. Well, and they did some good makeup on Tom Hanks, I feel like, with the stash and everything. Yeah, I agree. I think that Tom Hanks as Geppetto was good, and I liked all the stuttering and pauses he was able to do. It just felt very fluent in the movie. Yeah, like I said before, the comedy that Tom Hanks was able to bring, but also the shift to more serious topics, such as the death of his son and wife, was, it was pretty good. I liked seeing Tom Hanks in that role, and Tom Hanks and Jiminy Cricket did a really good job of loosening up that scene where Pinocchio is given life in that. Yeah, I feel like they really brought most of the humor in in that movie. I feel like they just kind of lit it all up. I, um, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> um, I do think that I agree with you guys. Jiminy Cricket was kind of just like, he would make some references that 
a little bit broke the fourth wall, but at the same time didn't. And it was enough for us to enjoy it and kind of chuckle at it. Yeah. But still made sense in the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I remember him doing that in the original as well. And I I like the breaking of the fourth wall. It helps to draw the audience in and kind of connect them to the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I love the comedy. It was awesome. There, uh, When You Wish Upon a Star. That song in this movie, I felt like was done very well. I would agree with that. Same. It was not as long as the original, but I also liked this song being in the movie rather than the pre-credit scene. Yes, actually, yeah. we went back and rewatched the old Pinocchio, and I noticed by the end, they do not sing the When You Wish Upon a Star song, the When You Wish Upon a Star song. <laughs> They did not sing that anywhere except for the credits at the opening of the movie. Yeah, and I felt like the song in the uh, live-action Pinocchio movie was well done. It wasn't. It was a unique take, but it was not excessively uh, remade, and I could still recognize the lyrics and the tune very well, which I thought was extremely well done to give their own twist on it, but also reference the original soundtrack. So, should we move on to another topic about I the say, movie? dive into well, the actual Well, I have review. one more song. One more song that was not in the live-action movie was the Let Your Conscious Be Your Guide with it Jiminy wasn't. Cricket. I was surprised that that was not in the live-action movie, which I felt like was a great happy song to the original. If you guys have anything else to say, please mention it. And if you don't, I think we should move on to some bigger topics that have been floating around, including the animation. The animation, yes. I personally feel like in the new live-action movie, they did a pretty good um, animation with it. I Most of the criticism of this movie has been about the tone and the animation, the supposedly live-action animation, being not up to Disney's uh, recent standards. Most of that being compared to Lion King, I feel like, and the animation done on that. But I think we all have to understand, in Lion King, they were designed to be animated and created to look as much as real animals as possible. Whereas in this movie... They have to have be personified, personified, and stand and talk and move around. At least some of them. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Yes, I do think that is very accurate. You can't have a you can't uh, make it a live action fox. One, he has to be able to stand up on his hind legs and walk around. Yeah, you have to make that look normal, and he has to be able to interact with humans. Like, that is just a normal occasion. You don't see that in movies like Lion King or The Jungle Book. Yeah, whereas in The Lion King, like Hannah said, they're meant to be animals and meant to go hunt and all that stuff. I will say, um, Jiminy's face and a lot of the eyes of the animals threw me off for a little bit, but I think that was done intentionally to kind of reference the original animation of the movie, of the original Pinocchio. And kind of draw on that. And they almost didn't want to make the animals too realistic. 
the animals were lighter in this movie and more personified, as I said before. Another thing that I saw during the live-action movie was that there was a bird, I think it was named, like, Sandy or something like that, and that was not in the old one. I I think um, some of the things, like getting across the water or the letter that the blue fairy sends down in the old one, some of those were just kind of cut out and replaced with Sandy helping them along the way. Yeah. That was a big difference. It was. When another difference was when Geppetto saw the bright star and he made a wish. In the new live-action Pinocchio, he didn't say that wish out loud. But then in the old one, he did say it out loud. That was definitely a difference. Yeah, I think in the new one, he's kind of whispering his wish away from everyone else. And... Jiminy does not hear it, and he doesn't tell it to... You don't hear him say it out loud. He only speaks it quietly to Figaro off to the side. Yeah. Speaking of Figaro, I very much enjoyed Figaro. I think we all did. I think we enjoyed Figaro a lot more in the old one rather than in the live-action one. A lot of the cute little scenes of him like dancing around or closing the window were kind of cut out because a real live-action cat won't be closing a window. You know, he won't be dancing around the apartment like the old one does. Yeah, and about that cat topic with Figaro, um, I did like him probably better in the old uh, Pinocchio, just because, like, especially when the fish was wanting to kiss him and then he was just, like, making those weird faces and everything, that definitely brought some humor to my mind. Yeah, the old Pinocchio definitely had much more humor with that, nonverbal humor. But like I said before, Jiminy and Geppetto kind of helped lighten things up, although definitely more so Jiminy than Tom Hanks' character Geppetto. I think while we're on the topic of finding the differences within the two movies, I think there were a lot of scenes from the old one that were different in the new one, or some that just completely got cut and they had to rewrite entire new scenes in the new live-action movie. I agree with you on that. Like, when um, they, when Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio got back to their house and Geppetto was out looking for them, Geppetto was already in the whale, in the whale's t- stomach in the old one, whereas in the new one, he was still out on sea, and then they found him in the ocean. Also, in the original movie, Pinocchio's name was never explained. We never got a real explanation as to why he was named Pinocchio. But in this new live-action Pinocchio version, his name is explained very well, in my opinion, where Pin being from Pine and Okio being a Dutch word, I believe. And I think that just came together... It made a lot more sense than the original Pinocchio seems like a very strange name just popped to your head. I agree about the name thing. And just to clarify real quick, I think the Okio part was also partly because he was made partly of oak. Oh, that makes sense. Pine and oak. Yes, okay. Yes, and then another scene that did not happen in the old movie that they just completely scrapped or and made a new one in the new Pinocchio is the key scene 
in the, the mm-hmm. circus's truck, I guess. Yes. I mean, he did not do the whole thing where he grew his nose out to try to catch the key. And I thought it was interesting that there were certain scenes like that that they just came up with entire new ones. Yeah. Well, and then when the fairy came, he was telling lies to her. And when his nose did grow, they were growing flowers and leaves and even a bird's nest. Whereas in the new live-action Pinocchio, there wasn't any of that when it grew. Yeah, that was definitely strange. And even the circumstances leading up to that, Jiminy Cricket did not do a very good job of being a conscience in the original movie. In the live action, he does a much better job and is trapped, and that is why Pinocchio gets taken. In the original, Jiminy Cricket is leaving Pinocchio. He is saying, well, that's good for him. I'm going to leave him behind, basically. And only comes back to say, to give him thanks. And when the Blue Fairy comes, I feel like that was a major scene, major plot change that they decided to make. I completely agree. I think that they saw that when making the new live action version. I think they noticed that Jiminy Cricket, like you said, just pretty much saw him in the circus, thought he was doing okay enough. And left. He thought that he did not need his conscience. And I think if they saw that and wanted to change that and show that Jiminy Cricket, they wanted him to be a more nice, fun character, I think, to kind of really lead Pinocchio in the path he needed to go. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And um, back to the whole key thing where his nose didn't do unlock the key in the old movie the fabiana um she did not come to save pinocchio in the old movie and she didn't have she didn't even have any appearance at all which kind of shocked me because she had a peg leg in the new movie and i thought they were going to explain that and say why but they didn't even explain that and they didn't even show her in the old movie yeah, it was all that they added that uh, marionette girl into the new movie when that was that character was not mentioned at all in the original. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Just really quick, going back to the animation of things, I, en- I enjoyed the hair. Okay, the hair on Pinocchio's head. I enjoyed it being wood in the new movie. I don't know about you guys. I thought that it was weird in the old movie, that Pinocchio's hair was actual hair. Now, I understand how it makes sense, how he probably had a wig, or, you know, you can tuck it under his hat or something, but especially on those scenes where his hat comes off, and you're able to see his hair, and it looks like it's just on him. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I did enjoy his hair being wood. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. His hair being real wood in this new animated this new live-action version, was much more realistic. And I understand, like you said, Caleb, in the original, going for realistic things was not their, not what they were going for. But I also think that they could have done wooden hair. And the wooden hair in this movie makes much more sense. I also, going back to the hair versus wood, when Pinocchio is taking on donkey uh, body parts, such as the ears and tail, 
those also become wood. They aren't hair. They aren't flesh. <laughs> they're hair. They're wooden. And even his tail, though it bends, is pieces of wood. And I thought that was very cleverly done and thought out. I would have to agree with that once again. Um, going back to things being real and not being real, I one thing I did not like in the new live-action version is the whale. I don't understand. Now, I do understand that they had to make it be something different. Because in the old one, if you go back and watch all the whale sing scenes, he is absolutely huge. He is ginormous. And you can't transfer that into being live-action simply because there was nothing... I mean, yes, that'd be impossible. He'd be able to swallow the whole island. I mean, right. That's huge. That's not realistic at all. But, I mean, they did not make it very realistic, though, in the new one. In the new live-action version, they gave him, like, tentacle-looking things. And, honestly, he kind of looked like the Kraken coming after Pinocchio. <laughs> I think that was a changing of the character altogether because... Monstro is supposed to be a monster and making him have tentacles and more monster-like and not something as natural as a whale was kind of part of that, making it more monster-like than the original. Speaking of the whale, in the old Pinocchio, I liked the whale battle scenes a lot more than the new live-action version. I enjoyed them having to swim away from the whale and they're getting knocked off their boat and the boat gets smashed by their tail. There wasn't really a lot of that in the new live action. And I think it would have been really cool seeing all these tentacles flying over the air. He could have like grabbed Pinocchio, something like that. Instead, they just kind of raced it to the cave. Their escape from the from Monstro altogether was not realistic. In fact, it was less realistic than the original movie, which I thought was quite strange. I was watching this new animated, new live action version and thinking how unrealistic and honestly a little absurd that scene was with Pinocchio speedboating across the ocean and onto dry land away from the whale. And like you said, having a fight scene of some kind would have added a little a little more realisticness to that scene and made me more interested in it instead of them easily speeding away with his torpedo wooden legs. Now, is there anything else you guys want to say before I transition on to a new topic? Well, I do think one more thing about the animation. The puppets in this new live-action uh, film were much better than the original film puppets. Uh, in the play, that in the show that Pinocchio goes to with the Puppet Master, the original is rough. It's not... Looking back on that, they were not very coordinated and they just weren't altogether very detailed. Whereas in this new one, the live-action puppets were impressive, and I really enjoyed watching them all move around, and it caught my eye more than the original one did. When Pinocchio turned into a real boy, that scene was definitely different um, with the old one and the new live-action one. In the old one, he was laying on Geppetto's bed, 
and then he turned into a real boy. Whereas in the new live action one, at the very, very end of the movie, you saw his arm and the back of his leg turn into a boy, and it wasn't really, like, well talked about. Yeah, in the original movie, they made it all the way back home, and instead of Geppetto being the one unconscious, it was Pinocchio, who was brought all the way back home, and somehow, I don't understand this since he's made of wood, but somehow he was unconscious and laying on the bed, so much so that Geppetto thought him dead. And then that, of course, is when he transforms into a real boy. And like you were saying, Riley, in this new live action, it's a blinker-you-miss-it moment when Pinocchio actually transforms into a real boy. And in fact, many of our family members missed it the first time we watched it. And we had to back up to confirm that, yes, he had transformed into a real boy at the end of the movie. No, yeah, I definitely missed that until you said something. I was like, oh, really? (laughs) definitely was a different scene there. Okay, and now that we're done with that, I would like to move on to a new topic that I think is very interesting, but could be slightly controversial. I don't know. I think they had to change some things from the old movie to the live action simply because it would be not so nice or fair to put in a movie nowadays. Yeah. There's a lot of racist uh, depictions and even just comments made in the original. There was beer and cigars and tobacco, which was all muted in this one. Instead of beer, they were drinking root beer and cigars were taken out completely as well as tobacco. A lot of also... The pictures of women in the original were much different than the new live action, of course, which I thought, I'll go ahead and let you speak on this a little bit more, Rai. Well, like you were saying, I'm basically just agreeing with you. Like you were saying, I was going to bring up a topic how in the original one, they were smoking cigars and chewing tobacco and drinking beer. Whereas in the new live action one, they were drinking root beer, which was a lot more kid friendly. I do think that they changed a lot of those things, which I think, in my personal opinion, was what was probably for the better. Because nowadays, uh, today's standards for movies, you just can't really put those things in anymore. And, like, in the old movie, they say a certain word that you cannot put in a children's movie anymore. Instead, they replace it with the noise of a donkey, which kind of is a reference back to the old one. That I think they did that very cleverly. Yeah. I will agree. Them not saying that um, somewhat of a curse word for donkey or mule, they did a good job of... Uh, including that, because he starts to say Jack, and then he has a big uh, donkey noise after that in the new live action. Whereas in the original, that word was so closely tied to why they were becoming donkeys and why they were transitioning and what that whole message of Pleasure Island was about. So I think they definitely had to include that in the new uh, live action version. And I'm glad they were able to find one way to do that. I feel like they really made it a lot more open to kids in the um, new live-action Pinocchio 
Because, like you guys were saying, it didn't say any bad words or curse words to some. And they drank root beer. I showed Pinocchio is like, ooh, kids love Pinocchio. It's a little wooden boy and everything. So I feel like they really brought that to kids and made it good for them. I will say, while I do appreciate the lack of the curse word in this new movie, I think that some of the depictions of beer, especially, and maybe even cigars, but especially the beer, I feel like they could have left that in, and that would have drove home the message of underage drinking and all of that and being drunk and intoxicated would have made a bigger impact on kids watching that. I remember watching the original Pinocchio and seeing them smoking the cigar till his face was green and purple and drinking the beer and just splashing everywhere and then like being all dizzy and seeing. That had a big impact on me on, oh my gosh, they do not look like they're having fun. (laughs) They're so sick with this. And it pushed me away from that just by watching that without even talking about that outside of it i do think that could have been put into this movie just to really quick touch back on what you guys pretty much just said i think that they removed and replaced certain things with other things to make it more child friendly but at the same time also kind of hit it home with if you are if there are no rules or boundaries and you do not follow them your life will kind of spiral out of control to the point where you can't really control it. Yeah. Well, and I do like that they made it that they had it with root beer, but I, like you guys were saying, it does, like, Pleasure Island is all about breaking rules, and, like, that, by them drinking beer, it does show them, if you do this, this is what happens, and that's not good. Yeah, I think root beer... To me, that's not breaking any rules for most kids. That is not a rule of don't drink root beer. Some, yes, don't drink sodas, but I think beer in general is much, a much bigger and higher and more understood topic of nobody is allowed to do this. This is a law. Like, it gives a little bit of a different meaning to it of disobeying and there being no people overseeing them whereas root beer is just an excessive don't have all of this candy don't have all of this so i thought that was interesting yeah another thing that is not something that they changed or something anything controversial like that but reminded me of this talking about pleasure island what are those shadow people that they were able to control. They're in the old movie and the new live action. I don't know about you guys. I do not understand, nor do I even know what those people are. I fully agree with you that, Caleb. Because in the old one, when we were rewatching it, I, I saw him doing that and I was like, what are these black ghost looking things? Like, what? What are these? I was lost in that scene. Yeah, and while I was confused in both versions of the movie, the whole plotline of the movie, I realized this as I watched the live action. Now that I'm older, I can understand the plotline of this movie is strange. There's many offshoots that you would not expect and that don't quite tie in. But another thing on Pleasure Island that 
was a little different was the fighting scene. There was a whole booth where people would fight each other. And in the new uh, live-action version, this was kind of transformed into vandalism and breaking clocks and breaking things rather than fighting and breaking each other, which I thought was smart and a little... It was a good way if they wanted to tone that down to make it into breaking and vandalism. Yeah, speaking of breaking, I one of the scenes that they added into the new live action that was not in the old one that I personally truly and really enjoyed was them breaking all of the cuckoo clocks. I think that it just wouldn't have worked in the old one because they didn't talk about why those cuckoo clocks were there as much, which also, in the old movie, they never explained how he had to sell all of his clocks to buy the boat. That was never a thing. They never even showed the wall that didn't have all the clocks on it. But in the new movie, because they showed those scenes and they showed the picture of his son and really dived into that a little deeper, I think that scene where them breaking the clocks really hits home. And I know I'm kind of going back here, but with the whole drinking root beer, the kid that was not being a good influence at all to Pinocchio in Pleasure Island, he when his ears turned to a donkey's ears, and then Pinocchio looked at his drink and then just moved it away, that kind of made me chuckle because that was hilarious. He was like, what's in this? I thought that was good. They incorporated, incorporated that from into both movies. Yeah. One other thing I saw, I noticed that too, and as you're saying that, I noticed that even more, the clocks being broken on Pleasure Island was so, it was such a symbolic moment for Pinocchio to see that all of what his father had put his life's work into, really, was being destroyed, and what his father thought was so uh, extraordinary and just beautiful these kids were taking that same thing and destroying it, not the exact same ones, but right before his eyes, and that definitely showed a juxtaposition between wrong, destroying these beautiful things, whereas Pinocchio's father is creating these beautiful things. And I have one more thing to say, and then we can really get into ratings, and then talk all about our ratings on this. Like you were saying, he was so passionate about those clocks and he just saw them being destroyed. And like you said, it really showed him right and wrong. Yes, and I think to wrap up our first episode on this podcast, we should give our ratings on the movie. After all, that is one of the main reasons why we're here. So how about, Hannah, you go first? I th- I would say that this movie is definitely... Um, it's good. And I have to say, I... I think I like it more than the original, and I didn't think I would like that, actually. But I think they kept a lot of the same lines, even, and a lot of the same little nuances of the fox not being able to say his name right and singing that little song. And like, Riley, you mentioned about pushing the beer or root beer away from him. Those little scenes really helped tie in the old movie and kind of remind you of that better. So... I do like that, and if I were to rate it out of five, I think I would give this movie, by itself, not uh, taking into account the references or anything to the original, I think I would give this movie a 
3.5. I think it was solid, but it it wasn't a hit-me-hard, impacting movie, although it has great messages, which I think come from that earlier time period. I personally, I'm kind of with you on this. I think that Pound for Pound, the new live-action movie, was better than the old one, purely because I don't have the nostalgic ties being a younger audience. I don't have no... The, I do not have the nostalgic ties to the old movie like most of you probably do. And one more thing that I just wanted to bring up before you start doing your ratings, Riley, is I do like, and I wanted to point this out because Disney's starting to do this with some other things that I have, that have, that I have noticed, is I liked the inclusion of making the Blue Fairy black and not white because it's not like it was I mean it was, she only appears in a few scenes in the new movie cuz it wasn't plot important plot critical yes and so I I completely agree with that I think that that should be something that they should continue doing in the future yeah what are your ratings on that on the movie Oh, right, thank you. A little <laughs> sidetrack there. No, that's fine. I would give it a solid 3 out of 5. I don't think there was really anything that made it outstanding, but also I think it was better than the old one. So, last one. <laughs> my reviews on this, my rating, I, I like the new live-action Pinocchio better than the old one. And that could be, just like what you were saying, a little cube, that could be just because... I'm, I'm more familiar with the new one, but if I had seen the old one first and was really familiar with that one, maybe I would have liked that one more. My ratings for it would be a 3 out of 5, just because the reason why it's not higher is because they also didn't explain um, Fabiana's peg leg, which I kind of was waiting the whole movie for that, because Pinocchio had asked him, asked her, what, what happened to your leg? And she would said, long story. So I thought definitely sometime in the movie they were going to explain that, but they didn't. And that really kind of caught me off guard. I was I was waiting for that, and that definitely lowered my rating. Yeah, I would, sorry to interrupt your rating right now, but I would definitely agree. Her whole story, her whole character was added into this movie, as we said before, but her whole story was never mentioned. And in fact, she said a line towards the end of the movie, about Geppetto, about saying goodbye to your father. And that was really strange to me. I don't know if I misheard it, but it almost sounded like she said, say goodbye to mine too, or tell him goodbye from me too. I wasn't sure, but her whole line, and even just the marionettes returning to Pinocchio was strange. Her whole backstory was never explained. Um, I noticed that too, and so I looked at that scene again, and... Um, Fabiana's uh, puppet said, give my love or something to Geppetto. And then Fabiana said, mine too. So I think it was her saying, my love. That makes sense. Yeah, because I, yeah, I was like, her grandpa or her dad, what? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is, that was definitely a strange thing. Any last thoughts from you, Caleb? Um, yeah, just one, actually. While we're on the topic of Fabiana, I probably butchered that name, by the way, <laughs> sorry. 
I I think it was kind of strange that they decided to even add her at all because in the old movie they never really did and while in the old movie of course they do show Pinocchio getting locked up they never really show any of the other puppets and or puppet masters being abused or treating harsh treated harshly so I didn't really see the need for her to be in the movie especially because they weren't going to follow up with it and make anything about her she was just kind of there to save the day I fully agree with you on that. Like, I, I want to watch, I want to watch some videos of them even, like, like, what made them think, oh, let's add this person in there? Because that wasn't at all, at all mentioned in uh, Pinocchio. And while she was a new character for sure, I felt like it was good representation of a prosthetic leg and just achieving your dreams and her dreams of dancing and becoming a puppeteer being realized yeah and that could be why they added her okay and that's gonna just about wrap it up thank you guys for tuning in and if you want to check out some bonus content head over to our youtube channel mouse ears movie thoughts and if you want to check out where all of our episodes are located you can head over to our website both of those will be linked in the description down below meanwhile tune in to the d23 expo which will be our next episode where we talk about all of the biggest and most important things that are coming up in Disney. And until then, see you all next time.